Welcome to another Civil Politics Supplemental. This episode, we are going to hear from Mike interviewing Mayor Nicole LaChapelle of East Hampton about uh, various things, including the new supermarket in East Hampton and also her involvement in the Electoral College. If you want to hear more supplementals or anything from civil politics, you can go to civilpoliticsradio.com. I, I should put this in first because because genre was like, ooh, 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 please ask Nicole because yeah. like, you know, he doesn't live in, in East Hampton, so he doesn't come through yeah. that often. And he's like, oh, my God, they actually opened the River Valley Market here in town. And I was like, you didn't know that, you know, because I, I live half a mile away. So I'm like, yes. I walk over there all the time. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I remember there was, a, you know, and, he, and he's like, yeah, there was a huge stink about like opening a stop and shop along that stretch of Route 10. Yes, and yeah. now it's like and suddenly like, oh, River Valley Market is different. And what kind of, you know, what kind of uh, hassles yeah. did did you have to go through? What kind of constituent, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, oh, yeah. did you have to put up with? And, you know, have what kind of blowback have you had to deal with and and so on and so forth? And, you know, uh, you know, what what kind of complaints does the city have to face now that it's like, yeah, traffic is terrible and whatever. So. So, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the 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 great stop and shop debacle of the early 2000s into the mid 2000s with all of the lawsuits, really it differs from what happened with the River Valley development, River Valley market development in that there were a lot of conservation land, a lot of conservation uh, land involved and where that delineation was. So there was also some question about traffic mitigation and where the light work the best? Would it not work the best? Was it solvable? Could Route 10 be expanded? And all of those ancillary but very important side questions just really scuttled the project. The other is that when you look at where the stop and shop is going to be, the Tasty Top property. Yeah, one, and the, the, the golf driving range off of it. Right. Yeah. One, it was Tasty Top, which is, oh know, yeah, that's tough. But the other um, is it's it abuts a residential neighborhood. Yes. And and that's so you move down the street to River Valley Market. One, they took a, a car dealership that was just a, you know, a pavement jungle. Right. And, and used that, that was exact gone. same space. Yeah. Put solar on it. They didn't go into the wetlands that that they own and left that alone. Yep. So they really River Valley Market. And there already is a light up there. Exactly. There's yeah. a light. And we I was able to get some public state money to mm -hmm. do a left turning lane. Yeah. And that actually allowed us to retime the light at O'Neill Street mm -hmm. to the type the light at West Street and then mm -hmm. you go up into town. And it helps that much during yeah. like the peak hours, but it's something little. Yeah. But it was enough where we looked at the traffic flow in and out of that site, the River Valley Market site with a left-hand turning lane, and it was doable and it was livable. Yeah. Especially when you look at it's a, you know, a net zero site. And most importantly for me, from my perspective, it's, you know, it's almost a hundred union jobs in the city. Yeah. And mm -hmm. they're very committed and remain committed to hiring local East Hampton folks. It's a good wage. Yep. It's benefits. It's paid time off. And all of those things, one, really brought my interest to the project. And two, it helped me kind of pitch it 
to Congressman Neal, who mm-hmm. we were about, uh, let's say, a million dollars short with the project. And River Valley was saying, look, we're a million short. This is that, that, that. We're trying to get new market tax credits, but there aren't a lot of new market tax credits for food in the Northeast. And the number of jobs made it very compelling for Congressman Neal when I called him and I said, look, you're you're the master of new market tax credits like you help create them. And and I need 15 million of them. What's Um, uh, what what are new market tax credits? New market tax credits. It's basically new market tax credits split down into different groups like food based, uh, local food based um, apartments like affordable housing. And and so these tax credits are bought up by different markets, people on the market for X amount of dollars and the cash goes to the project and the interest is used to pay the admin and like, I don't know, like the coupon amount on a, on a bond. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got to stimulate jobs uh, or housing. It's very specific or more fresh food. Like there are five categories and, and you've got to show the project is going to do that. So, so, so um, they're, 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 involved. they're bond issues or they're tied to a bond issue. I, 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 I no, they're credits. I look at okay. them as like when, when I'm trying to explain them, uh-huh. it's not like river Valley got, $15 million in new market tax credits. That doesn't mean River Valley Market got $15 million. They got the credits. It's put out there. They got to write off $15 million bucks on their taxes. Right. Yes. Which which meant they did it, which it doesn't mean they didn't pay $15 million in t- less in taxes. It means they got to write off the equivalent of, and that yeah. saved them a million dollars in actual cash out. Yeah. The, okay. The people who, yeah, so, yeah. 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 No, I, that, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I think. Yeah. So, so Congressman, you know, kind of pitched uh, it, it out there and then put me in contact and, and the River Valley team with a company, a, a not-for-profit that specializes in food delivery based new market tax credits. And we scoured the country and we pieced together 15 million. Nice. You know, which is also a good thing for the city because it shows national investors are willing to buy tax credits from a project in East Hampton, Massachusetts. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, that sealed the deal. It was, you know, with the number of jobs where the location, the net zero, it kind of, it sold itself and stop and shop kind of a long, you know, winded uh, answer, but Stop and Shop was just up against so many small to moderate issues. Yep. And then they just built and it was just really hard to pull them apart to put together a project that was a value add to East Hampton. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I remember yeah. I've, I've lived I've lived here in East Hampton since 2006. And- oh, yeah. So you, yeah. So, uh, you know, and I've lived, you know, on Florence Road. So it's right in that area. Oh, yes. So like I, I'm, I'm half a mile away from uh, uh, the River Valley Co-op. And wow. just I remember thinking like, OK, well, A, I'll miss the Tasty Top because, you know, Tasty Top. But more to the point, it will be really uh, um, difficult to cope with the traffic because just you, you know, like it's not like a natural intersection. It's like it's yeah, a no, it's a right. place to pull out. And so, you know, you'd have to change things and, and, you know, we already get some traffic slowdowns there anyway. So I was just like, oh, I can imagine how bad that's, yeah. that's going to be. I mean, we, we got some, 
in the beginning, there was definitely some pushback for the River Valley Market Project. People didn't know enough. They were worried about traffic. We didn't have yeah. the money, you know, to do the um, <clears throat> left-hand turn lane or whatnot. Right. But it, it, you you got to do it right talking, in order to do it. Yeah. Yeah. When you're talking about good jobs, you're talking about a, a clear betterment of a property that has been empty for how long? Several years at that point. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it I don't want to say it was a no-brainer when it sailed through, but it was it was a logical decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it was very different than stop and shop. Yeah, I wasn't, but I wasn't sure if you got, you know, how much you got. Like, oh yeah, you're bringing in the hippy dippy, you know, ruining oh, the hometown yeah, yeah. character of East yes. Hampton. Absolutely. You got yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well. Yes. Still do. Still do. <laughs> well, I suppose that's that's inevitable. But it's a perfectly good market. I'm, I, you know, I'm happy yeah. to shop there from time to time. It's doing very um, well. Yeah, a lot yeah. Of, and a lot of East Hampton residents are now members. So, yeah. but you know, I, I still do go down to Big East. So, absolutely. Yeah, you know. I mean, there was a lot of fear that that would kind of just draw out from um, Big East, but you know, going is, to Big East a lot, which right? is a they, supermarket. Oh, sorry for for people yeah. who aren't like living in East Hampton. It's a small locally owned family market that's been around for generations you know i mean i don't know but it, it was like old and established when i moved here 15 years no, ago <laughs> absolutely and the you know i i always would marvel at i would go there and i you know i'm looking for gluten-free pretzels right yeah and and if i said something it's like hey do you have like and they would be like do you want those like yeah. and they would it would be there. And and what I've seen since River Valley. And they had they had actually really good fresh produce at times when it was yes. like, man, I cannot find good fresh produce no, no, at no, like yeah. stop and shop. Oh, well, here it is. Oh, right like at the height of the pandemic, Big East was the place to go. They had toilet paper, they had great produce, they had <laughs> yeah, they had my favorite kind of non-dairy creamer. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you see their inventory and what they're stocking uh-huh. um has changed. And it's not yeah. like the gluten-free pretzels. As you know, as much it is now, another couple of options around mac and yeah. cheese. Where you know, sure. I mean, there, Mike Superson, the general manager there, is just so adept at knowing his customers and yeah. listening to them. You know, and the meat, like you, I mean, it's Trico's meat. You can't. I mean, sometimes Pure Foods has a better deal on meat, but like just popping in and out of market, biggies for the the quality of meat. You you just you can't beat it. I, I, yeah. Well, this is, uh, we are, of course, doing civil politics, not farm to fork, but yeah, Trico's bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I should check, actually, you know, Sue Timberlake, who's uh, also here on civil politics, yeah. uh, though, you know, was busy tonight and didn't have time to sort of chit chat with you. Hmm. But she uh, uh, also does our show Farm to Fork on. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, she's been that for a long time. So talking to various, uh, they probably talked to uh, the, the Trico's people and or the Big East people. It. I'll have oh, to ask her. But yeah, I didn't yeah. know she did that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm the only slacker because John also does his own music show. I'm the only slacker who's just sort of hanging around just like, yep, I'll do civil politics and the rest of the time I will let the rest of you handle things. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of uh, of letting people handle things, uh, oh, Mayor. So mm-hmm. I understand the, the, the thing I, wa- I really wanted to ask you about is um, back in January when I was, you know, 
in total COVID quarantine funk and yes. and hold up for the winter at uh, my mom's house, uh, mm-hmm. sort of feeling all bleak and wintry and whatever. Yeah. And, and having basically no cell phone signal. Uh, apparently you texted me at some point to say, hey, I have really interesting thing you'd want to hear about. And I didn't notice it for two weeks. So, but apparently that thing was something to do with you being one of our electors to the electoral college. Yes. Is that right? So yeah. yes. what's up with that? Is like, like, do you get like a tie or a, a secret class ring or I, something? What's I, up? You know, actually I, you know, my schedule's all upside down, but um, at my house, I have actually... Tom, I, I got a coffee mug that said I was in the Electoral College. I have a special pin. Wow. And I have this amazing looking document that looks like it's, you know, like the mini constitution that says, mm-hmm. you know, I was an electoral uh, college member. Yeah, it was something I ran for. Uh, any any Democrat and Republican in the state can run in their respective parties. And I, you know, it really spurred me to do it, and I hope it comes true, is I want to be a part of the electoral college that votes in the last male, white male president. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Joe Biden's it. Yeah. And, and, you know, sure, that clearly reveals some of my distaste of, you know, what has happened before in presidential races. But um Hey, some of us white males haven't been terrible. You got to admit that. No, 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 it's not. (laughs) But yes, no, no, no. Our our recent track record, not, not, yeah, no. uh, Personal, yeah. Less said, the better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I do agree there. Um, Yeah. So I ran among the state committee, Democratic state committee members, with against people. Some were other elected. Some were state party members. Some were just people who wanted to be, you know, just wanted to be an elector. And um, and anybody can run. Like you have to be 18 and you have to be a resident of Massachusetts and a registered Democrat. So, yeah, I, I won and we prepared over like three or four months. It was kind of bizarre because we did we were only together for the actual event yeah. over Zoom about how it would go. And every electoral class kind of has their you have some latitude with how you're going to memorialize the event and the votes and, and went. And it was um, well, one, you know, you're in the state house and nobody else was really there. Mm-hmm. You're in the chambers of the state house, right? Where the uh-huh. and and it's the thirteen of us and maybe ten other staff, right? And and usually it's like packed to the gills, and you know we had to stay in our seats and whatnot. And you know I'm just I was sitting in the seats and here I am looking up at all of the history, you know, going back to the Adams and before of Massachusetts, and I'm thinking I'm this kid from Holyoke. We went to Kirtland School uh, and Lynch Middle School and Holyoke High. I'm sitting here and now we'll be in the Library of Congress and I will be, you know, in the constitutional history of Massachusetts and the city as an elector yeah. for the president of the United States, which is, yeah, I mean, it still strikes me. It, 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 it's really amazing. At, at the same time, during that part, people were, you know, press would ask and other folks would ask, like, do you support the Electoral College? Would you? And I said, look, you know, and I, and I mean this, it's like if 
if we were the last electoral college to ever be, that would be fine. And in 2016, if it was the last and I never got to be an elector, I'd be more than fine with that. I just think we're in a different part of our history and, and it's sentimental and it's antiquated, but whether we like it or not, it serves a purpose and a bridge, mm-hmm. you know, antiquated bridge, you know, so I'm, I'm with it. And I know that, you know, to take it apart is not as easy as one would think. Like nothing in government is easy. Yeah. But it's well, still especially when you have to change the whole, the national constitution. Yeah, in order exactly. To do it. Yeah, and yeah. I, well, and you say that to people and they're like, no, you don't. I was like, no, yeah. I, actually, yeah, it's you very do. clear. Yeah, yeah, it's a very clear <laughs> part of the constitution. Yeah. yeah, not a lot of gray. No, no, no discretion there for interpretation. Yeah, and, and it was. I mean, to be a part of that that tradition, to be a part of the record, to, you know, I, I was there and I was holding my grandmom who's passed back in the 80s, her she was an RN and she graduated from Hoyoke Hospital Nursing School. And she gets, you know, this little pendant of her nurse cap, you know, that my mom wears all the time. And she did. And I had that with me. And, you know, I wore a little bit of all these different women in my family nice, and to bring them into history. And it was, it was, um, it was, yeah, it was a very, uh, yeah. August um, day, uh, it, you know, made kind of very humbling for somebody who's pretty pramatic and could do without the electoral college. Yeah. Like I was, you know, not quite an emotional mess, but like I was thinking about who had stand, you know, stood, you know, in that place over history and how, you know, I was one of far too women and, and never even, you know, yeah. for most, yeah, didn't have a chance of doing it because women, you know, weren't considered. And I looked around, you know, a really diverse electoral class and, um, was one proud to be a part of it, yeah. but also realizing that I'm, I'm still unusual to be a part of it as, yeah. as a woman and, yeah. and how new that that is. As I look, you know, yeah. around with, you know, my black, brown, AAPI colleagues in the electoral college kind of like, yeah, this is amazing and it feels good today, but it's, yeah. Yeah. So uh, about the the nitty gritty logistics, like yeah. So like you you show up and then you do you like put a piece of paper in a box? Do they do they pay you at all, or is there like uh, yeah, so, so you do, do they just paid. give you swag and and like yeah. bragging rights basically? No, right? Yeah, you get you get paid. You do. I think it's twelve dollars. Nice. Yeah. And that was good money back in the 1790s. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so, and if you, you know, don't want the $12, then you can say you don't want it and it goes into the fund to help with the swag. So, you know, and it, it's very prescribed. I mean, Secretary of State Bill Galvin was like out of his mind because he's like, I know how to do this. I've been, you know, I've been the Secretary of State forever. I know how to do this. And now there's this pandemic in my way. Like, yeah what do I do? And a lot of what you do as far as like how each individual person votes, it needs to go into a special box. It needs to be recorded a special way. Like, and you have to do it keeping everybody 10 feet apart. Right. So yeah, there, there's, they give you the ballot. You have to sign it. Things go in a certain order. We had to elect a president of our, of our electoral class and a vice president and yeah it, and and not because it was all foof, like this is what is prescribed this is like the regulations around it right because the and state it, of massachusetts gets to set its own regulations over yeah. how its electors operate yeah 
Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, which is cool. I mean, it, yeah. you, know, you think about like United States of America and, uh, but it, it, it slowed, you know, it's just slowed my mind down to kind of slow my role of, mm-hmm. as you're going through this very tradition based kind of antiquated thing of just slowing down and thinking about this is not the process that goes on in Connecticut necessarily or New York. And we mm-hmm. are United States. Yeah. And we all have this, you know, state sovereignty, you know, to the but and and how that is celebrated when we, you know, affirm the the popular vote is it's a mind twist, you know. No. It it it's a mind twist. Yeah. So now that you've been part of the electoral college. And uh, you're a candidate in an election that'll be done with instant runoff voting. Which do you prefer? Do you do you want to like have an electoral college system for for East Hampton, where like it's by ward or district? You know? <laughs> no, no, I don't. But that, that's very clear. No gray in that answer. No. Yeah, I, I think the rank choice. Um, I mean, rank choice voting. I thought it actually would bring more candidates forward. Um, than it did this first time. But I also think there's like a COVID kind of thing yeah. happening there too. When I was supporting ranked choice voting on a local level, on a state level, I truly did not think that, oh, I could be the first mayor that runs under ranked choice voting. It was kind of like this separation in my thought. Yeah. And my other mayors like to to give me a hard time about like, so when you were campaigning for ranked choice voting, did you think you'd be the first mayor who would actually, I was like, no, I didn't. And yeah. now I'm here. Yeah. And it's like, you know, how do you calculate your win number and how do you, yeah. So I feel great about my record and I, you know, the last four years, my last two terms have been nothing, but, you know, just kind of very affirming, rewarding chaos that, you know, I, I feel like with my team in City Hall, East Hampton is is coming into its own. It's not changing into Northampton or anything else. It's it's becoming the potential that always has been East Hampton. And that's uh, it's emotional. I mean, it's yeah. like work of the people. And and uh, yeah, and ranked choice voting, I think, is also it goes to the heart of the people and giving them a, a, a time in a place to think about how they're voting and who they're voting and give them some more, not just options, but also more voice. You know, I mean, you're, we're data heads. I mean, I can't wait to see the ranked, you know, how many, how many people say like, you're my first choice. How many people say you're my second? And it's like, okay. And and then, you know, you add in the different districts and who voted where and what did five do and one do. And yeah, I, I, right. Yeah. Which so you can either use that to figure out, who you need to do more outreach to, to connect more and better represent their interests yep. or who you need to punish for daring. to <laughs> No punishment. No, 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 no. Mayors don't punish. Mayors don't punish. No, no. This mayor doesn't punish. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. I was going to say other you, mayors do. You, this mayor does not punish. You don't have what it takes to be mayor of Chicago. Clearly. I oh yeah I look I read the book bo- the book boss like I I, and I I mean it's such a short book it's great to pick up and you just kind of like you know read through it and you're like wow this is like unfiltered reality it's like the reality TV show you know book that was written I don't know how many how many years ago did Wright go make that yeah I don't know but like decades yeah back in the eighties was in the seventies yeah I think yes. it was the seventies. 
Yeah. You read it and I'll tell you, you know, it's funny when I, I read that book, it was um, a political mentor, a good friend of mine down in uh, Springfield, Ray Jordan uh, said, you know, if you're going to keep like getting involved in politics, you got to read this book. It's a Bible. And it was boss. And um, see, I haven't read it. So uh, I've heard of it, but I haven't read it. So I'll have to put it on my ever, ever tottering pile. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just a really unique. And when I read it, I mean, it was word politics at, at its worst or best, depending on where you stood. But it was also like I could see as I was reading it, the um, community organizing part of it. I could yeah. see the Obama organizing method of doing like this snowflake interconnecting relationship model of organizing Deval Patrick, Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren, you know, not with the crude kind of like literally cudgel, <laughs> if you, you know, deliver your book, none of that, but it was very relational. And it's, it, yeah. it you know, you, you can see, I mean, I don't, you know, word bosses aren't the way to go for organizing, but those connections. Yeah. 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 In that book. Well, uh, uh, I'll put it on, like I said, I'll put it on my, my list of things to read. And, uh, you know, our civil politics listeners can add it. We'll do a civil politics book club, I guess. And we'll we'll have you on yes. to talk about it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's been a good supplemental episode. Uh, we may use snippets of this anyways uh, uh, on the live broadcast, but otherwise the whole thing minus, you know, you know, any sort of cat distractions or whatever will go up on the web. So, so when I look for, like, I know where to get. If you go to civilpoliticsradio.com, yeah. it will will have like a, a thing that'll say, you know, supplemental episode, you know, okay. October 1st, you know, a, a chat with Mayor Nicole LaChapelle about, you know, the Electoral College and, yeah. you know, supermarkets in Holyoke. Uh, uh, <laughs> in Holyoke? Yeah. Sorry. You really want to live in Holyoke? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say I don't want to live in Holyoke, especially yeah. if I'm starting a business there. Like, as I've gotten to know Holyoke more, I'm like, you know, like, I, I'd, I'd heard a lot of racist stereotyping about Holyoke that I'm like, ooh, you know, I, I hadn't really thought about how, how, like, it's like, oh, yes, you know, like, there's brown people living in Holyoke. It's yeah. like, yeah, you know, it's Holyoke. You know, Holyoke has is is more economically distressed than uh, East Hampton, and yes. has some problems that East Hampton doesn't. But I, I, I'm not going to shit on Holyoke because I I I think it's actually worth investing in. But I also think East Hampton is a great town to invest in too. And I hey. I've been living here for 15 years, and I have no plans to move. <laughs> Fourth generation Holyoker here. Oh yeah, okay. So look at I I bleed I bleed purple, Michael. I bleed purple. Uh, why Holyoke. why Holyoke. purple? Why purple? No, I don't. I, it's I don't. purple and white. Those are our colors. Oh, are they? Oh, okay. the nights. Yes. No, I, I honestly didn't know that. Yeah. No, like, so it's a, yeah, no, it's a big, you, you know, I people really, say, oh, what do you do when they, I was like, I bleed purple. Yeah. It's, it's divided loyalties when, when the, when the two high schools play, I guess. Oh, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. I got my Eagles hat on, yeah. but always in my heart. Yeah, I'm a knight. Okay. I'm I get a knight. it. I get it. I had no, I, I had no idea. Like, because those are the colors of my, the college I went to, and I was like, really, purple and white? <laughs> <laughs> really, right? You're just... well. I mean, there's only so many color combos to have, but it's sort of like, right. huh? <laughs> purple. No, yeah, purple's not a big one, but huh. yeah, in Holyoke it is. That well, thank explains you for why having Neil keeps me setting on... the sign on our yeah. 
restaurant to purple. Okay. All right. <laughs> I just so, thought he liked uh, purple. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. I, yeah. I, no, it's great. Thank you for asking back for the supplemental. This is my first yeah. totally separate set supplemental. I think you and I did one when we were in person a while back. Yeah, we we sort of had more questions and you were gracious enough to run over time and, and chat what some more. I, yeah. it's, I like it. It yeah. makes me think. Yeah. As I try to answer the question, remembering that it'll be memorialized forever. So Right. Well, I don't think you swore at all, so you're good. <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah, no, that's a win for me on a Friday night. That's a big win. Excellent, though. Well, thank you so much for chatting, Nicole. It's lovely to have you. And yeah. uh, if you're listening to this before November 2nd, 2021, November 2nd, 2021 is when uh, people in East Hampton can vote or or not for you as mayor, but that's when the election yes. is. So, so vote by voting day. Anyway, I humbly would love you. Anybody East Hampton voter support humbly ask for that. Yeah. You included Michael. So have I'll a great about, night. I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll take that. We'll circle yeah. back. We'll circle back. Right. Okay. Good night. Thank you. Bye. Civil politics is a member of the Planetside podcast network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.